Thank you to all of those listening in right now to the Oklahoma Innovate That podcast. I am Lieutenant Governor Matt Pinnell, and really excited to start this podcast with with OCAST. OCAST uh, came to me, frankly, with this idea. They're all about innovation, all about creating, uh, helping companies create, helping companies grow businesses in the state of Oklahoma. For us to build a top 10 state and to build a state in the right way, we have to have OCASTs. We have to have the innovation pipeline model that I certainly talk all about as well that that we'll probably talk about in future episodes too. But today we are here with Dr. Kopke with the Huff Ear Institute, nonprofit uh, that works to restore hearing through research, teaching, and humanitarian efforts. An amazing nonprofit that, uh, that is tackling the issue of hearing loss in, is, is one of the leaders uh, in the world. Uh, imagine that. <laughs> it's why Innovate That is the name of this podcast, to really bring amazing Oklahoma companies uh, to listeners, to the 4 million Oklahomans inside the state of Oklahoma, and hopefully people around the country and around the world as well uh, will be listening to this uh, and, and, and to see uh, and to hear uh, what an amazing state Oklahoma is when it comes to innovation. So, uh, Dr. Kopke, thank you so much for being with us today. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. Really excited to be here and, and uh, glad to be invited. Yeah. Well, and, and congratulations, you're our first guest, so you're a big deal. Uh, this is this, this a big deal to be our, our, first, uh, our first guest. We've uh, introduced um, your organization, your nonprofit, what type of patients, let's just start there, what kind of patients does this, uh, will this drug help? This drug will help people with uh, what we call sensory neural hearing loss or nerve deafness, deafness that comes about through, a hearing loss that comes about through loud noise exposure, getting older, uh, toxic antibiotics sometimes. It can also help people with ringing in the ears or that sensation of ringing in the ears that only you can hear that no one else can, mm-hmm. also known as uh, tinnitus. Yes. So anybody with sensory neural hearing loss, anybody with tinnitus, hopefully, the uh, strongest data so far for hearing loss, but we also have data in preclinical studies to support the idea that it helps with tinnitus. So worldwide, there are over 600 million people with this type of hearing loss, a significant amount of this type of hearing loss. And um, how many million again? 600 million. 600 million people. And wow. about 450 million of them have what you would call disabling hearing loss. In other words, without a hearing aid or a cochlear implant, they would have trouble uh, getting a job, getting an education, holding a job. But of course, of the world's population can't afford hearing aids or cochlear implants. So we hope this is an innovation that can help not just the 10%, but the 90%. Oh, that's amazing. That's fantastic. Um, The relationship, certainly, that that you have to have with the the Ear Institute uh, and the pharmaceutical maker, you know, we hear a lot today about pharmaceutical industries um, and and a whole host of... of, uh, of topics, certainly that's a, 
maybe that's a podcast for another day, but when we talk about the relationship between the uh, your institute and the pharmaceutical maker, how long did, does does this treatment did, did it take to discover? I guess is is one mm-hmm. of the because it sounds certainly like it would take a very long time to discover. But what was that process like, and, and how long did it take to discover? Right. Well, when I came here in two thousand four, I teamed up with uh, Bob Floyd, Robert Floyd at OMRF. Okay. Yep. And we had one drug that seemed to work for hearing loss, especially noise-induced hearing loss, because I'd been in the military for quite a while, and that was a big focus. And Dr. Floyd had another drug that worked differently, and we thought, gee, what if we put these two drugs together? Hmm. Would that be better than either one? And uh, lo and behold, it turned out to be so, that these drugs work synergistically together to treat hearing loss, to treat tinnitus, and many other things. And um, so what I mean by synergistically is that 5 plus 5 doesn't equal 10. Yeah. 5 plus 5 equals 15. So uh, that was kind of a joint discovery between OMRF and um, Huff Ear Institute. And then that was 2005 or so. And, you know, we've been making new discoveries about this combination drug uh, ever, ever since. since. And... Um, So it was about a little over a year ago that um, uh, Oblato, the pharmaceutical company, licensed this from Otologic Pharmaceutics, which was a startup that was uh, that our technology was uh, licensed into uh, in Ocast um, through their granting process, uh, supplied abundant grants for for two technologies, the pill and another technology. That was leveraged into um, several million dollars of DOD funding. Mm. And now it's really exciting that uh, OPI has been able to license this to Oblato. Oblato's looking to do what's called a phase two FDA clinical trial in the near future. Well, so that really, you you really nailed it as far as that, showing that, um, explaining that, that, the process there of how where OCAST got uh, involved. Again, this is Lieutenant Governor Matt Pinnell uh, with the Oklahoma Innovate podcast. Uh, so was that where the breakthrough happened? Uh, again, that collaboration effort, clearly that, that, that kind of really led to the momentum that you had. You found OCAST, OCAST got involved as well. But was there a breakthrough moment uh, along, you know, from 2004 to today that, that you can kind of uh, pinpoint? Yeah, we looked at the hearing results and the, the sparing of the hearing loss, usually induced by noise, and we said, "Wow, this is you, you this got is something. something." Yeah, yeah, this is something. Yeah, yeah. So I bet that was a day. It, it was a great day. <laughs> I bet it uh-huh. was. How many different scientists collaborated uh, on something like this? Uh, at least ten. Some from OMRF, some from Huff Ear Institute. Uh, how many? How many uh, scientists do you have? Uh, at the Institute. You see, that's another great thing is we started out with a few employees. A couple of them were part-time. And now, uh, largely through OCAS and other grant support, we have 20 employees. So we've grown that way over the last decade. So we have about 20 employees, about uh, 12 are scientists, and others are support staff. That's great. So yeah, through again through that process with OCAS, we're able to add the uh, 
We mm-hmm. added uh, manpower that was needed. So probably in terms of salaries and whatnot, we, you know, put probably over $15 million back into the economy. It's fantastic. Paying salaries and yeah. that sort of stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, those high-paying jobs um, or a, a job in general, um, you know, when we, we create those kind of jobs in any community, we're talking about someone buying a house and you buy a house, you pay property taxes. You pay property taxes and you support local public schools. That's kind of mm-hmm. how commerce works. So uh, we, we certainly love to see this kind of innovation, but we love to see the job growth that comes along with it. Uh, and you guys certainly are a product of that. Um, can you talk about the timeline to development a little bit? You know, where, where are we in the process here? Sure. Well, let me give you a little background on that. First, you start kind of in the test tube, you know, growing things in cells and seeing how that works, and then uh, an animal model of hearing loss, and you show a proof of concept there, and then you start the... Uh, you have an idea that this drug may work in people. So the first thing the FDA wants you to do is study it in a lot of different animals to make sure it's not toxic. So those are toxicology studies. And at that point, you can sort of enter the FDA clinical trial process. So phase one is just looking at safety. So you have maybe 20 to 30 healthy individuals without hearing loss, without tinnitus, that volunteer to take the drug at varying doses, and they're extremely closely monitored. EKG, chest x-ray, blood pressure, blood tests. Uh, They even start out in the hospital for a few days. Um, And this drug, which we call NHPN1010, or the hearing pill, uh, is extremely safe and well-tolerated, fortunately. Good. Extremely safe. So now phase two involves answering the question, well, if it's safe, that's great, but does it, does it work? <laughs> does it preserve people's hearing? Does it restore people's hearing? Does it get rid of tinnitus? Uh, does it help you hear clearer? And so phase two maybe would involve a um, couple hundred people, maybe, or more. So a phase one study is going to be $1 to $2 million. A phase two study is going to be 10 to $12 million. And that's where we're getting ready to go into with Oblato there, trying to decide which type of hearing loss they're going to approach first, evaluation of effectiveness of people. So some people take antibiotics for serious infections that are toxic to the ears. This medicine could potentially prevent the ear toxicity and prevent hearing loss. Other people have ringing in the ears. As I've said, we could study that. Mm -hmm. Uh, People have cochlear implants, which is a device inserted into the cochlea surgically, and they have some residual hearing, but when you do that surgery, you knock out some of the hearing that they have. Could this medicine preserve the hearing that they have? So there are a lot of different possibilities that they're looking at, and they want to find the right path forward. What's that t- the timeline as far as you know the, that 10 to $12 million phase that you're mm-hmm. in as far as uh-huh. month or year? What, what's it's usually one to two. One to two years. Two years, and yeah. then 
phase three is beyond that. You're again looking for effectiveness, but instead of hundreds of patients, you may have thousands. Yeah. And that could be 30 to 50 to $100 million, depending on hmm. what you're looking for. Wow. So usually if a phase two study is successful, then a big company like Pfizer or right. whatever will come along and say, okay, yep. we'll take it from here. Yep, yep. Because it's hard to raise $100 million to do a study. It is. Uh, but it, I think it's a good segue into the next question, though. You, you have to have some some help really from the beginning. And you have from, from OCAST, uh, again, sponsor of, of this podcast, our Oklahoma Innovate That, um, with your host, Lieutenant Governor Matt Pinnell. Uh, can you talk about that collaboration effort? Um, you know, how their programs have, have assisted you in your business development? Uh, sh sure, absolutely. Um, well, OCAST has a grant program. So you can apply for a grant, and they, the grants they usually uh, give are um, matching grants. Mm -hmm. So, for example, in the recent grant that we received for tinnitus, OCAST contributes 300,000 and Oblato matches that with 300,000. And so we work together to do the research we, and that's how the funding has happened and that's how we've done it in years previously. And sometimes you get enough data from that that, like I say, you can leverage it with the Department of Defense or uh, investors. Yeah. Uh, when we first came here besides OCAST, Integris Baptist Medical Center uh, helped us a lot in the first few years to oh, get good. started. It's good to hear. Uh, that was uh, awesome. And um, then Otologic Pharmaceutics uh, helped us get through the phase one study. I2E and OCAS mm -hmm. worked together to bring that about with some investors. Uh, we've had major donors, of course, to our 501c3 that have helped the effort greatly. And then, of course, we've had uh, other investors along the way. Sure. So sure. it's like the whole community is, uh, yeah. has gotten behind us. And yeah, we're so grateful I, for that. But OCAST, I think, has been the key in all of that. That's good. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned, and again, another one of our, um, another piece of the pipeline that we have, I2E, uh, and on the private, uh, the, the private angel investment side, um, you know, th th it's one of the reasons that that uh, we've started this podcast, and we're we're certainly advertising that pipeline much more, is because again, we can take a company like you know the Huff um, Ear Institute and walk walk that in, you know walk an organization like that through the entire process, through that entire innovation pi uh, pipeline. Uh, so it's pretty it's pretty impressive to see kind of where you're at and, and the fact that. Um, you know, what what we're doing is helping and vice versa. It's good to see. Well, scientists and physicians are typically don't know anything about business. So that's where OCAST and yeah. uh, other business people that have come alongside of us have yeah. really helped. Well, and, and to see the community, and you mentioned so many different community partners stepping up. I mean, I think, I think they see, again, the, the value in something like this and how innovative it is. So kudos to you. Um, have you pioneered any other products, uh, you know, or created any spinoff companies yet from this? I mean, I, I can certainly see some um, opportunities there as well mm -hmm. with, with this kind of model. Yeah, it was interesting. Uh, one of the studies we did was for a Department of Defense for blast-induced hearing loss. 
So in the last several conflicts, IEDs have been uh, a big problem. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people that get exposed to IEDs have blast-induced hearing loss. And so we did a study on blast-induced hearing loss with this drug. It worked beautifully. And we thought, you know, again, this was a, a preclinical study, a rat model. Um, and we thought, well, let's look at the brains of these animals, uh, not just the ears, not just the inner ear. And lo and behold, we found that very strong evidence that this pill could reduce traumatic brain injury. Yeah. Wow. So okay. uh, we, uh, it's pretty amazing, uh, just the injury markers in the brain, the toxic protein that comes out of traumatic brain injury, all those things were reduced very strongly. So we just actually spun off a company called TBI Solutions, and we just had our first major investor. That's great. Uh, so that's one spinoff. And then um, the pill technology regenerates the nerve endings, so it can, you know, the most common thing people talk about when they have this sort of sensory neural hearing loss is, well, I can hear sounds, but I can't make out the words. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, if we yell louder at them, it doesn't help because they still can't make out the words. And if you have hearing loss like this and you go to a restaurant or someplace where there's background noise, it makes it even worse. And these little nerve endings in the inner ear are key to that. And we found kind of serendipitously that this pill regenerates those nerve endings. And that's why it may help for tinnitus and for uh, hearing acuity. But we actually have another product affectionately known as uh, AOK1. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's a medicine you inject, inject into the inner ear. It isn't a pill but it actually regenerates the sensory hair cells in the cochlea and it actually restores hearing in a big way. And so that's another spin-off company called Autogen. And we have some investors looking at that. So wouldn't it be great if, uh, if you could, instead of wearing hearing aids or having a cochlear implant, you could have a, a minor injection of medicine into the ear and your hearing be restored and when you not need a hearing aid or if you're gonna to have to have a cochlear implant, your hearing got so much better you could have a hearing aid or instead of your hearing aids barely working with this medicine, it would improve you to the point where, hey, now these hearing aids really work. So so we're excited about that as well. So um, very got several, uh, several spin-offs, yeah. believe it or not, it looks like this pill might work for Alzheimer's disease. We're actually starting a um, study on that with uh, George Mason University yeah. in the near future. And so that would be another uh, spinoff company if we see any effectiveness yeah. for that. So. Ga game changers right mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. That's uh, that very impressive. We, we have a lot of blasts every time we score a touchdown at our football games in Oklahoma too. So we probably have a larger problem than most most states because uh, so. we score yeah. a lot of touchdowns. Definitely. That's the one joke uh, from I've been there. the lieutenant governor during this <laughs> podcast. Um, I'd also say, what what brought you to the the Huff ear and Sue? You said you know two thousand and four is when you 
uh, came uh, to the Institute, correct? Uh, right. Yeah, what, what brought you to the Institute? So uh, uh, I grew up in Idaho and um, got in the military to pay for medical school, mm -hmm. residency training, stayed in the military, and I met Jack Huff. Uh, and um, I, I actually heard about him, and I said, you know, it was my job to get guest speakers for our residency program. I asked him to come talk to us. He did. He and his wife stayed in our home, and we just became fast friends, fast friends. And uh, he invited me to go on a mission trip a year or two after that to Russia for three weeks. And our hearts are really knit. I just loved uh, his values, his faith, his pioneering spirit. Mm -hmm. uh, he became one of my closest friends and mentors. Uh, I was in general ENT when I first met him, and through his influence, I went into ear surgery and ear research. So uh, he said, well, when you get done with the military, come on out here. Yeah. So it worked out that I could do that in 2004. And we, um, we got to spend eight great years together. He passed away in 2012. Um, but um, we, had a, we had a great time together and it's great. He's, he's a great man with a great legacy and we're trying to do our best to keep that legacy going. Yeah. Well, you have. Well, again, it's just, uh, it, it's, it's remarkable um, uh, to see that kind of legacy, first off, that uh, is right here in the state of Oklahoma. Um, Oklahoma is a state uh, for people that are looking for a chance um, it may be a second chance. It may be a third chance. It may just, they may have an original idea and want to do it in a state that where they know they're going to get the support from, from that particular state government. Uh, and you'll get that right here in Oklahoma. Uh, and certainly the Huff Ear Institute uh, is a great example of that. Thank you again for your time and, and uh, everything that you're doing to build a world-class Oklahoma. Well, my pleasure. And thanks for having me here. Uh, it was fun to be with you today. Yeah. Well, thank you again to our listeners. We'll, we'll certainly be uh, look forward to and excited about our next Oklahoma Innovate That podcast. Thank you all so much for your time.